we're starting a new series uh, called Called. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I know. Pretty funny, right? Uh, called is the name of the series. And, uh, and, and if you've been, uh, it's actually kind of like the same, we're going along the same lines, kind of similar to what uh, the adults are doing. They're doing a series called Kaleo, uh, which means called. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so if you've been there, it's kind of similar. Um, but yeah, it's a little different. So it'll be good. Um, tonight we're talking about called. I want us to just intro the idea that we are all called. And tonight I want us to see that God calls each of us. Uh, each and every single one of us, and then the next few weeks we'll talk about what he calls us to, and we'll talk about the five purposes. Uh, we'll spend some time talking about the house rules. Uh, so we've got, um, if you've been around in student ministries, we have uh, these bookmarks now with the house rules on them, uh, like this. You'll see them. They're in the back. You can grab them on your way to small group and stuff like that, so grab these so you can remind you what the house rules are. Um, so it's just good stuff to be reminded of. All right? Sound good? Yes, good. All right, well, since we were talking about called, uh, I was thinking about, uh, you guys ready? I'm, I want to give you guys some, like, uh, lessons uh, in duck hunting, all right? Duck, I like to duck hunt, so uh, you probably know that because I talk about it a lot. Uh, Ania, do you have a question or a concern or a problem? You have a problem with duck hunting? I'm not going to explain. We're not going to show any, like, duck, dead ducks. Don't worry, all right? So, okay, so duck hunting, there's some equipment that you need for duck hunting, right? So you got to have a gun, obviously, because you want to shoot the ducks, right? you got to have shells. you got to have all that stuff. But you got to have, you also have to have, uh, like, waders so you can go through the water. You also have to have decoys, like they're, like, fake ducks, so they sit in the water. But you also have to have these things. These things are, are duck calls, all right? Now, these things, uh, these things help the ducks. You want the ducks to come in, okay? So these things get the ducks to come in to where you are because you want them to feel like they can feel safe to land. But the reality is, is they're not going to land. They're either going to get shot and die, or uh, they're going to fly away and we're going to miss. Most of the time it's the second one um, with us. But uh, with duck calling, there's some different duck, duck calls, actually. Believe it or not, there's some different ducks, different duck calls that you have to use when duck hunting. So can I teach you some of them? Yeah? All right. So the typical, are you turning me down just because? Yeah, I heard you. Uh, the typical mallard duck, okay? This is a mallard duck hen, like you heard the quack before, right? You've heard a duck quack before? Yeah. You've heard a duck quack before, right? <laughs> so you guys have heard that? Yes? Okay. So that's a duck quacking, right? A mallard hen. So I can't rap, but I can blow a duck call, all right? So that's a duck quacking. Now, if you, a duck is eating, you'll actually hear it uh, do something called a feeding chuckle. That sounds like this. So a duck will like do kind of a feeding chuckle. So if you're doing a, a feeding chuckle, then that makes them feel like, okay, I can come in. There's food here. There's, there's ducks eating here. So they're, they're like, okay, I'm going to go get some food, right? So those are some like, like different ones for mallards, right? Uh, uh, now, that's a mallard hen that quacks, a mallard drake. Drake is a male, all right? I'll get your question in a second. Drake means a male. So that's the green head. That's like what's on my hat right now, okay? So that's, you guys have seen those, Yes? Parks, you feed you feed them bread, stuff like that. Okay, a mallard drake does something different. They sound like this. Kind of bad, but that's kind of how they sound, right? They kind of have like this whistle, like this deep, like that's a mallard drake. Okay, uh, a teal is a different kind of duck. It's a smaller duck, and they they just sound like this. It's just like 
okay? They just whistle. It's a quick whistle like that, okay? Uh, a pintail is a different kind of duck, and they sound like this. Oh, let's see if I can do this one. This one's difficult. I almost spit on you. Okay, so they've got like a rattling, like whistle. Uh, there's one more, uh, a widgeon, sounds like this. Kind of like that. It's kind of not good, but you get the point, right? So there's these different kind of ducks. Why do I tell you this? Because it's fun to blow a duck call? Yes, because I'm not good at rapping and I'm good at blowing duck calls? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but uh, the reason I tell you this is because when we're duck hunting, there's sometimes ducks will be flying, they'll be flying like way high in the air, right? They'll, they'll fly like far away. Then you give them like the, the, the big quack, right? Okay, so you give them the big quack, have them, and, they, and if, they're, if you give them the big quack, then they're, they'll, they'll start turning around because they hear something sitting in the water and they hear something like, oh, there's something there, right? There's something there for me. I can go, like, feeding chuckle. There might be food there, right? And so they turn around. They change direction. And what do they do? They feel safe somewhere. Feel safe, like I can land here. Like I can get here, right? They're not safe, right? We know that. But, but they don't, right? We, we're trying to get them to feel like, okay, this is a place that I can go. This is a place that I can be. This is a place that I can belong, right? Now, I know this is crazy with duck hunting, but this is what we all, all of us seek, Right? Each of us in here are seeking for a place to belong. And, and each of us in here are looking for our calling, right? Each of us are, are seeking something to be called to. I mean, how many of us in here, you guys, now that you're in high school, how many of you have been asked about like, okay, what are you going to do when you grow up? Yeah, what college are you going to go to? I hate that question. Anybody with me on that one? I hate that question, right? Now if I ask you that question, then you can be like, don't you hate that question? Right, you can call me out on it. But I hated that question when I was in high school. Like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I'm called to, right? And we feel this pressure. And we, we feel like, man, I don't know where I want to go. I don't know what I want to do. But the reality is, is that God calls each of us, and he has a purpose for each of us. And that's what I want us to see tonight. Sometimes that, that, that involves changing our direction. Sometimes that involves leaving things behind like we'll see later. Man, but it always is a place that we can feel safe. We're not going to get shot, right? But it's always a place that we can feel safe, and that we can go to, and that we can belong. So tonight, let's look at, we're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 4. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 4. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, it'll, it's on, it'll be on the screen. I think it's on your outlines. I'm going to read it out of here. But Matthew chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 18. And Jesus Jesus calls, this is when Jesus is calling his disciples. And so, verse 18, we'll start there. If you're still turning there, sorry, you can get there. You'll get there. Verse 18, it says this. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, Jesus, uh, as Jesus was walking on the Sea of Galilee, it says, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. What does it say? Follow me. Let's say this together. Can we do this? Ready? One. We're going to say, follow me. Just so I'm clear. Okay? You ready? On, follow me on three. Ready? One, two, three. Follow me. Okay? He says, follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, preparing their nets, and he called to them. 
Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. All right. So Jesus' first call. He looks at Simon, right, at Peter and, and, and Andrew, and they're fishing, they're fishermen. And he says what? We said it together. What did he say? Follow me. It's simple. And he says, look, listen, follow me. And he says, look, I'm going to make you fish for people. He says, look, I, I know that that's your profession. I know that's your job. I know that's, that's what you think your calling is. But, but I have a different purpose for you. I have a bigger purpose for you. I'm going to make you fish for people. So come and follow me. And so our first calling is to follow Jesus. You can write that in. You probably already did. You probably saw it. Our first calling is to follow Jesus. And so just like his, Jesus calls his disciples, he calls each of us to follow him. This is our first calling, to follow Jesus. That no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, he calls us to follow him. Now, sometimes I, I think that, that we look at these characters of the Bible, and because we see the whole picture, because we know the whole story, right? Like, like we see Peter, like, preaching to, like, 3,000 people, and, like, we see all these crazy big things that these people do, and we look at this whole story, and we say, well, of course God would call a guy like Moses. I mean, he split the Red Sea, right? I mean, like, we, 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 we look at these people, and we say, well, of course he, God would call a guy like David, because he defeated Goliath. Right? Because we know the whole story, we think, man, of course God would call that person, but, but he wouldn't really call me. But when we go back and when we look at the beginning of each of these people's lives, we realize that they weren't these incredible people that we think they were. I mean, let's look at, let's look at Moses. Moses was, you guys know Moses was a murderer? Before God called him, Moses was a murderer. And so he goes up in the, in the whole burning bush thing, right? We talked about the burning bush last week and, and, and the whole burning bush thing. And, and he says, no, look, I can't do it. I can't, like, I, no, I can't go, right? And he's always arguing with God. And Moses has this whole thing like, no, I'm too afraid. I can't do it. I can't speak. I'm not good enough, I, right? Finally, he says, all right, I can go. Finally, God gives him enough tools like we talked about last week. And, and he says, all right, I can go. And God equips him. God equips him to do the work that he's called him to do. It's only because of God. And it's only because Moses said, okay, I'm going to take that step and go. Right? I mean, let's think about David. I mentioned David, right? David, with, with, with the story of how David is called to be king, if you've ever read it, Samuel, Samuel uh, the prophet, God tells Samuel, hey, Samuel, I want you to go find this next king. He's going to be at this house of this guy named Jesse right? And so I want you to go to this house, and I want, you, I want you to find the next king. I'm going to tell you who it is. And so he goes to this house with the guy Jesse, and Jesse, he, he comes out with all his sons, and he, says, and, and he says, hey, here's all my sons. He's got like seven of them, right? And, and, and Samuel looks at the first one, and he says, oh my, that, he's got to be it, right? He's tall, he's good looking, right? He's strong, he's, right? He's older, he's got it, he's wise, he's got to be wise. He's got to know what he's doing, right? So he's, gotta th he's thinking, oh, that guy's got to be king. God says, no, it's not him. He goes down the line. Okay, it's got to be this one. Nope. All the way down the line. And Samuel's standing there confused, like, God, well, what? that's all his sons. And so he says, hey, uh, Jesse, do you have any more sons? David was out in the field. Jesse didn't even think that David was worthy enough to be even brought in. David was a little boy. 
And so David, this little boy, this, per, this person who, who no one even thought would be worthy enough to be king, God calls him. And because David says yes, because David takes the step to follow him, David can do these incredible things. God equips David to do these things. You see, you see the pattern? It's not the person, it's God and what God does in the person. It's the person that says, I, I, I'm going to follow him. I mean, we can think about, uh, like, there's so many characters in the Bible, right? Noah, we can think about Isaiah, we can think about, like, like there's, so, there's so many I could go through and walk through that we look at and we think, man, these guys are heroes, these guys are incredible, but, but in reality, it's not the person, it's that God equipped the person. We think about Paul. Paul, like, killed people. He threw people in prison who followed Jesus. And God changed his life because when he said yes, God equipped him to change the world. And so here, here's, here's the thing that I want you guys to write down. Someone said this to me one time that when I was, I was like, I think I was in high school, and, and someone said, uh, I, was, I was confused about what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, and I didn't know. And, and someone said this to me, and, and, and they said, God equips the called more than he calls the equipped. Maybe you've heard it before, but, but God equips the called more than he calls the equipped. And basically what this is just saying is that, that God doesn't call you because you have some special skill. God doesn't call you because you have to be perfect and good and right. No, God calls you, and when you choose to follow him, he will equip you for the work he's called you to do. And so when you sit there saying, man, I'm not good enough, I, I can't do this, God, God wouldn't call someone like me. That's not true. That's the enemy speaking lies. God will equip you for what he's called you to do. And so he asks each of us to follow him. He says, listen, just come and follow me. And our job is to respond to that call to follow him, and he will equip us to do the work. That second part of Matthew, okay, so we looked at that first part of, of Jesus calling uh, Simon and, and Andrew, and, and, and Jesus says, follow me from the like fishermen. The second part, it says that God called, or Jesus called these two other brothers, right, James and John. And it says he called them. You guys ready for a, a quick, like, Greek lesson? You're going to do some Greek tonight? You ready for it? Yeah? Okay. There's this word I told you about earlier. It's the word kaleo. All right, and it's the word that if you've been in the adult worship center, uh, you heard them talk about it. Kevin actually explained this. I'm going to explain it again. Uh, so sorry if you're hearing it again. But it's the word kaleo, K-A-L-E-O, if you want to write it down, K-A-L-E-O. This word kaleo, it literally just means called, okay? It just means called. But, but when we look at the definition of this word kaleo, it's more than just like a phone call. It's more than just like, hey, your, your mom's calling you on the phone. What do you do? Most of us are probably going to hang up because we don't want to answer it, right? Like we're like, nope, I, I don't want to talk for hours. That's how I am with my mom sometimes. Like I'm like, I, I don't have like an hour to talk to you. I'm sorry, but I got to put it, right? Like anyone with me on that? No? Come on. I know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're with me. Uh, or, or yeah, like some of us set ringtones for specific people, right? So we know that like, oh, that person's calling. I'm just going to leave it there and pretend like I didn't hear it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? No? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Okay? So it's not like just like a phone call that we get, or it's not just like someone, hey, hey, can you go do this? No, it's, it, it's a deeper call. 
And it literally means to be called by name. It literally means to, to give a name, to give a purpose. This word kaleo is a deeper, more intimate call. Right? Like, like how, many of us, how many of us, like when your parents call you by your name, you can tell like their mood by how they use your name? Anyone? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Right? Like if my mom said like, calling Christopher Crane, you better, right? Like I, I know she's pissed and I better run, right? Like, but, it, but if she just says, hey, Colin, like, right? Like then I know that she's just, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like you guys have been there. Man, but a name, a name gives significance. If you walked around, if you walked around and, and, and no one called you by your name, how would you feel? Pretty crappy, right? I mean, like, I, I wouldn't feel very good. Like, if someone just kept saying, hey, you. Hey, you. Right? Like, if, like, everyone that you saw, that you encountered, just said, hey, you. Like, if that just became your name, right? Like, that would feel, that wouldn't feel good. A name makes us feel like we belong to something. Our last names make us feel like we belong to a family. And so what God calls us, he doesn't, just, he doesn't just call it, but he calls us by name. He says, I want you to follow me. And he calls you by name. It's a deeper, more intimate call. And it's a deeper, more intimate call to join his family, to be a part of what he's doing. That's the second fill-in you can write in, is, is then we're called to join his family. Then we're called to join his family. Each of us are called to follow him, and we're called to join his family. It's the idea that, that no matter who we are, man, man, I say this all the time, and I'm sure you're probably really tired of it, but gosh, I just want to grind it in because it's just, it's so powerful. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what past you come from or what you're going into, Jesus, God, God loves you, and God calls you to be a part of his family. And so God calls us to follow him, and he calls us to join his family. And we just need to accept that call. Ephesians 4. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there really quick, but I'm just going to read it. Ephesians 4, 21, it says this. Since you have heard, I'm going to read it on the screen because that's what your outline says. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sin nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. This is how we respond to his call. He says, listen, man, man, you may have to leave something behind. You may have to walk away from something so that you can walk into what he has for you. Man, I, I, I don't know how many of you guys, how, how many, I don't know how much I've talked about it, but, uh, but one of my biggest dreams, like going through junior high and high school, was playing water polo, like it was like a big, like way out there dream, but, but, but it was playing water polo in the Olympics, all right? Like that was one, like I said, it was like a big way out there thing, okay? Like way, way, way out there, right? But, but it was one of my biggest dreams, like I always wanted like to play water polo in the Olympics. Like that was, that was a huge dream of mine. I would have loved to play, I wasn't that good, but like it would have been great, right? When I, when I, uh, I played water polo all through high school and my senior year, when I was done, I had to decide if I was going to go and play uh, in college. 
And I had to decide. I, I sat down with the, with the coach at Fresno Pacific, and I sat down, and I talked to him, and we had a conversation about, you know, you would do this, and, you know, you'd redshirt for a year, right? Like, we had this conversation, and I thought about it, and I went through the whole thing, and, and I just, at one point, I just said, you know what? I, I, I think I just need to stop. I think I just need to leave this behind. Guys, and that was, that was, that was a difficult decision for me. And because, like I said, I, one of my dreams was, biggest dreams, no matter how far out there it was, was to play water polo in the Olympics. And going to college was that next step, right? But I had to leave that behind. And because I left that behind, sometimes I think, man, how different my life would be if I would have chosen to play anyway. But because I chose not to play, man, I got to do some incredible, like I got to serve with houseboats for a few years. I wouldn't have been able to, to be on staff here at North Point doing fifth and sixth grade. I wouldn't even be up here probably if I, was, if I played water pool in high school. Like, like God did some incredible things because I chose to leave this thing behind. It was hard. It was difficult. Man, but because I chose to leave it behind, God did some incredible things when I chose to follow him and chose to walk with his family. Man, what do you need to leave behind? Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe, maybe it's a dream. What do you need to leave behind so that you can follow him? So that you can join his family and be a part of what he's doing. Real quick, last thing I want to do. There's another, there's another Greek word I want to give you, okay? It's on your outline, actually. It's the word ecclesia. You guys see that on your outline? Ecclesia. The, ecclesia means the church, all right? Now, now, this word ecclesia, there's actually something pretty cool about this word. Uh, there's, there's a prefix to this word, okay? We're going to break this word down a little bit. It means the church. There's a prefix to this word. It's, it's ek, okay? It's ek. So I'll underline that word. That, I, don't, I don't know if it's a word. I don't, I don't know Greek, but I just... Anyway, so E-K, underline that part. E-K, that's, a, that's the prefix to this word ecclesia, okay? E, this, this word ek means out of or from, okay? This word ek means out of or from. You can write it down, whatever, right? Uh, out of or from. Now, the root of this word ecclesia, okay, the root of this word ecclesia is actually the verb that we heard earlier, kaleo. It's a form of the verb kaleo. And so the root of this word ecclesia, that root of this word, is kaleo. Which means this word ecclesia literally means called from or called out of. And if we and combine the whole word, it means called out ones. Called out ones. Now why do I tell you this? Because the church, so many of us, we think when we, when we hear the word church, when we hear the word ecclesia, right? Like, we don't talk about ecclesia. We don't say that word. But when we hear church, we think, oh, 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 the campus, the building. I'm going to church. I'm going to that place. This word ecclesia that's used for church, it means called out ones. means people. That means you. That means you are the church. That means you are called out. The people are what make up the church. You've heard us say that before. It's not this building. It's not this place. It's you. You are the called out ones. That it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. 
God wants you to be a part of his family, to leave behind those old things and to follow him. Ephesians 2.10, it's the last thing we'll read and then we're going to be done. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do what? What does it say? Good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. You guys can read the rest of that later, but, but here's what I want you guys to see. That God created you for a purpose. That God created you for good works. That he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And so many of us, when we spend so much time searching for a calling, or we searching for, for a place or a purpose, and, and, and we, we look for it in a relationship or in a thing or in a material item, but, but, but the reality is, is that the most fulfilling purpose that we can find is in God. That it's more and above anything than we can imagine. And so what do you need to leave behind to follow him? Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about this idea that you were called for a purpose. And, and we're going to outline the five purposes and the five house rules and talk about how these, each of these things, God calls us to each of these things. And how we can live these out each week. But I want you guys to know before we go, that each of you, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, you're part of his church. That God has called each of you. You are the called out one. He's called you to follow him and to be a part of his family. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you call each of us to come with you, to follow you. Thank you that you give us a purpose. Thank you that we can, we, we can stop searching in so many other places in this world because we know that your purpose is so much more filling. Jesus, would you, would you bless our small group tonight? Help us to have good conversation about how you've called us and uh, how you equip us. And we love you. We praise you uh, for all that you're doing. In your name, amen. All right, guys. Hey, you guys are headed to small groups now. Uh, so your leaders, if you don't know what group you're in, come find me. I'll let you know. But your leaders, when you